This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Coming at you at a very strange time, as like the ATP Tour show with myself and Mr. Sean Calvert. Uh, Roy Giovanni joins me here to look ahead to the WTA China Open. It's the 1000 event, but obviously it's strange start. So this is why we are coming to you uh, as we are now. The tournament did start in the early hours of Saturday, so we haven't got any outright prices. But I'm delighted to say Roy Giovanni is joining me from Madrid to look at some of the matches tomorrow and give his leans and give his um, sort of predictions and the sort of court speeds and, and breakdowns and where he thinks the value lies on the draw. First of all, good morning, Roy. Long time no speak. How are you? So I've spoken since the US Open. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, it's been a, a funny old time in tennis with um, some a couple of odd tournaments. We had a, a WT one thousand in name only in Guadalajara. I mean, all the top players were missing. Um, Maria Sakari won it, um, but we're moving on to the next WTA one thousand in China. Tour returning to China after an absence of four years, um, and. Or pretty much all the top players are here. So uh, this should be a cracking tournament. I think only Karolina Mukova is missing. Um, but we've had some interesting tournaments of late. We've had Tokyo this week. And uh, I can see that, uh, well, obviously, Igor Fiontek went out in the quarterfinals to Veronica Kudometova. And Kudometova's just beaten Anastasia Pavlyuchenko to, to reach the final. And Jessica Pegula looks like she's about to beat Sakari in the second semi. And... And I, I have to say, I mean, I was very keen to oppose Fiontech this week just because Tokyo, traditionally one of the fastest, well, last year, one of the fastest courts on the tour. And we know that Fiontech isn't as effective on fast courts, on fast, hard courts. And I actually thought, I fancied um, Alex, uh, Ekaterina Alexandrova or Ludmila Samsonova to beat Fiontech at some point. They didn't meet her and could have met over who has a horrible head to head against Fiontech. She caused an upset in the quarterfinals. I think she was plus plus 700 to win that match. But she beat the pole, who, of course, is no longer world number one. She's down to two with Irina Sabalenka, number one. Um, but Pegula on on fast courts is very useful. And she was in the very weak bottom half. I mean, it was a really lopsided draw. So Pegula always looked look likely to come through the bottom half. Um, she's just got to close out now against Sakari. But um, Beijing, pretty similar. I mean, obviously, we haven't been here for a few years. Uh, the last winner was Naomi Osaka in 2019. And she beat Ashley Barty in the final. So that tells you how much tennis has changed uh, in, in the intervening period. Well, looking at the um, draw, only two previous winners are in this draw. Yes. Uh, Azarenka and Carolyn Garcia, the only two previous winners in the winter. It shows you how the landscape of women's tennis has changed massively in that since the COVID period. Yeah, and, and there's also been an interesting development from the WTA in that players who go deep the previous week now get performance buys 
So it used to be the top ranked players got buys, and I think they still will in some tournaments. But in this tournament in Beijing, for instance, the players who reach the semi-finals in Tokyo, um, they've got buys through the first round. I like I that think, idea. I agree. Yeah. I think I it's think... a good idea because of the attritional nature of the tour. I think it gives players a little bit of extra recovery time. Yelena Rybakina is one of those who is far from impressed and she she had a few choice words about the WTA, but maybe that's because she's been struggling. It's almost a case of she would say that, wouldn't she? Because she hasn't gone deep in a tournament for a long time um, and she obviously got a high world ranking, but she needs to go deep in a tournament to get these performance buys. But I think it's a, a really good idea. Yeah, I do. And the four players, obviously, have got the Dubai through to the last 32. It's a 64-woman uh, draw here in the WCA 1000 event in Beijing. It's our last uh, 1000 event of the season. And so it's uh, the biggest tournament remaining of, on the card. And we, then we've got the WCA Tour Championships, which is in Cancun. I'm trying to have a word with Bet Rivers to see if I can... They might need me to pop over to Cancun just for to work. Maybe. Uh, you know, just, just maybe. maybe. See, see what I can do. Uh, Roy, <laughs> I don't know if you fancy joining me. I see you've moved to a new flat there. The backdrop is very different. Yeah. Well, listen, the next all... time, the next time you you do this, Ricardo, make sure you take those boxer shorts off the back of that pillow over there. Very easy. Not... I, I did check. <laughs> I, did, I did, did check. Anyway, um, the draw you've got uh, Travelchenkova, Pegula, Zachary, and Kudametova through to the last thirty-two. Um, looking at the draw, Rory. I mean, Sabalenko, as you say, is the new world number one. She's the number one seed at the top half of the draw. The bottom half of the door's got Igor Svantec, and she's got the U.S. Open champion Corey Goff in that section as well. Um, looking through it you would probably say that there isn't really much advantage between the top and the bottom, but I suppose the form players are more in the bottom half of the draw compared to the top half of the draw. But really, it's a, it's a very level draw, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got 16 seeds, so four in each quarter. The top quarter, you've got Sabalenka, Yelena Rybakina, Barbara Krajikova and Beatrice Hadajmaya. Quarter two, you've got Pegula on Jabur who I think is just about to win in Ningbo, or she might have already done so. Yeah, she's just about to win the 250 in Ningbo. Um, so who is that? I've got, yeah, Jabur, Kvitova's in that second quarter, Anjelena Ostapenko. The third quarter, Maria Sakkari, Veronika Kudometova, Daria Kazakina, and Coco Goff, as you say, the US Open champion. And in quarter four, you've got Svantec, Wimbledon champion Marketa von Drusova, uh, Caroline Garcia, and Victoria Azarenka. Um, yeah, it's pretty even. It is pretty even. But I think the thing I want to focus on is is court speed. And all, I want to sort of go back a bit to earlier in the season. So obviously, Coco Goff had this great run. She won in Cincinnati her first WTA 1000. She won the US Open. It's very interesting to see that both of those tournaments played a good deal slower than they did last year almost as if they were to favour Goff, which we kind of suspected, but the stats almost bear that out. So in Cincinnati, first serve win percentage was 64 compared to 66.1 last year. Service hole percentage was way down, 62.7 against 68.3. And US Open, first serve win percentage, 63.3 against 65.6. And again, service hole percentage down, from 68.6 to 65.6. Now, she's not going to get that assistance here. Um, Tokyo was quick. From what I've seen and the stats, the ace count's reasonably high. Um, these are going to be quicker. So the two players I want to be against for this tournament are Goff and Sviontek. Sviontek proved last week 
which we already knew that she's not as effective on fast courts. I think we're going to see the same with Goff as well. And so those are two players I want to be against. And I mean, the outright markets, Fiontech's plus 250 favourite at the moment. I mean, obviously the markets are suspended because the action's already underway. Coco Goff at plus 500 is a horrible price because, you know, it doesn't make sense that she's shorter than Jessica Pegula, who's plus 850, because faster courts, Pegula's very effective. Goff just isn't. So, I mean... I mean, I do have a lean outright. And as you say, the, the draw is very even. Uh, I can't really pick one between the top and the bottom. I mean, maybe the the fourth quarter does look slightly weak. Sviontek, Von Drausova, Garcia and Azarenka doesn't look the strongest. Um, but I'm actually going to go for someone in the top quarter, and that's Barbara Krzykova. She's one who you've almost got to catch right so she won in Dubai. She had that poor, didn't have a great start to the season. Won in Dubai where she beat all top three players. I think it was Pegula and then she beat um, Sabalenka and then she beat Sviontek in the final to win Dubai. Her form really tailed off and she had a dismal summer. Uh, went out early in the US Open. I think she was she uh, retired hurt in the US Open. But then she had a couple of poor tournaments and then she won San Diego. And... She's a player who does well at this time of year. Last year, she won two indoor tournaments in a row in Tallinn, uh, where she beat Annette Contevate, who was the queen of indoor courts. And then she won in Ostrava, which, which, are, which are quick conditions. So I think the combination of quick conditions and this time of year, and you've got a lot of players who are, you know, frankly don't really want to be there. It's that time of the year. Well, that was what I was going to say. That was, I think that's a very important factor. I mean, you've spoken about the chord speed. Um, we spoke in, in depth. It's, it's week number two on the Asian swing on the men's side of the draw. And and Sean Calvert's actually got a very good read in the tournament this last couple of weeks about the players that haven't really been up for it and the challenging long years and, and not really bothered about it. And it is that time of season. I mean, it's the first time back in Asia since 2019. There is a, a huge language barrier between, the, obviously, the players of a little bit more uh, sort of looked after than the normal tourists, but certain things there are very, very different. It's the first time since COVID. There's there's there is another sort of COVID outbreak happening around the moment as well. Allegedly, you know, a lot of people are going down with COVID again. It's sort of so it's a, it's it's a lot of it's it's a sort of sort of time of the season where a lot of players just don't particularly want to be there. They want to be home there. And as you've seen the performances from Stefanos Tsitsipas and Paolo Badosa since their relationship has sort of blossomed that they don't really want to be playing tennis. And I think that's what you've got to do here. I, I believe if you if you oppose a lot of these favourites, I don't know what the results, I haven't looked at the results this morning, but if you oppose a lot of these favourites here, heavy money, like minus 450s, minus 375s, unlike a lot of these tournaments, women's tennis is always hard. To, you know, you shouldn't be backing favourites at minus 375 anyway. But uh, in a tournament like this, as we saw in the WTA 1000 event, the last one uh, on this side, there is some shocks here. And, um, you know, Kajikova does fall into that sort of shock category, even though she's a former major champion. And I think my word of advice here, they weren't betting minus 450s, minus 375s or anything like that. Think again, because this tournament, I believe, will have its fair share of surprises. Absolutely. I mean, there are some players who, you know, will we'll touch on the matches and, and that's kind of been my angle for the matches. There's a couple of players who look like they've already checked out for the season and you know, they're very vulnerable here. Um, I mean, and, and Krzykova, she's, always, she's almost like she's got something to prove because when she won Dubai, I think she wanted to be talked about in the conversation with what was then the big three. 
Sviontek, Sabalenka and Rybakina. Um, obviously, things have changed since then because, you know, Von Drosova won Wimbledon, Goff won the US Open. So, you know, it's not it's not about that big three anymore. It's a bit more open, but she wants to be at the top table and this could be her time to strike. And, and she has followed up in tournaments before. As I say, last year, she won um, Tallinn followed by Estrava. When she won the French Open, she won Strasbourg the week before. So it's almost like she does win in clusters. So I think, you know, her outright price at plus 3,300, definitely worth an each way wager. So could you convey in the top half of the draw at 3,300? Roy also thinks that two of the market leaders are vulnerable. They're in the bottom half of the draw, which is Goff. And you have uh, Schwantek who thinks the court speed will affect their performance. Is that, is there anybody else you, you if you look at that draw, if you take Schwantek and Goff out, you know, is there anyone that you think could capitalize on, on their, their sort of early absence? If you think they early exit, if you think they're going to go out early. I mean, Kudometova is obviously she's reached the final in Tokyo this week. She beats Fiontech. I just have my suspicions. I know she she will have this performance by, but just her following up just doesn't really appeal. I mean, she might be the one. I, mean, I wouldn't be amazed to see Azarenka do something. She's had a disappointing season. and It could be that this is where it, it comes together, but the bottom half does look really trappy and uh yeah a bit difficult i mean the top half looks difficult as well it's a difficult yeah. tournament as i said because of all of this uncertainty about which players are going to be up for this um and you know end of the season you know so and it's been a long season for a lot of these players they've played a lot of tennis and some of them are just going to be crawling to the finish line Okay, let's have a look at some matches. And we start off with the match, uh, which the new American sweetheart, Corey Goff, uh, she's going to be probably the highest earning women's sports star of 2023 with with the endorsements that she has with the uh, companies and winning the US Open. Now she comes here as a major champion. So the pressure is going to be on this young girl like she's never known before. Uh, you said the conditions are uh, going to be a little bit questionable for her. She's a long way from home. Uh, she started up as minus four dollar favorite Bet Rivers, but uh, she's the, her opponent, Alexandra Alexandrova, has been nibbled at in the market, down from three dollars to plus two eighty. Uh, Goff now is minus three seventy five. If you look at the pro, uh, the props they have, there's twenty seven different props available on the Bet Rivers website. The spread is four and a half. Alexandrova is four and a half. Does seem very high to me. Minus one hundred four, and the total is twenty and a half. If you look at the head to head record between the two, the four and a half would be a decent decent bet because Alexandra's over has covered that very easily. She won by two games in a defeat in Dubai in 2021, but she won, she lost two close tie breaks and she won a second set six, two. And then she thrashed off in fast conditions in Berlin this year, six, four, six love on grass. So the market here may have got carried away with golf. I mean, it's very hard to raise your levels after you've just won a, a major championship. It's her first ma- uh, appearance since she won the US Open against uh, Sabalenka in that final. And uh, she's a very, very heavy, heavy favourite. And to me, she looks a vulnerable favourite against probably an opponent who's probably the best out of all the unseeded. I mean, she's, only, she's ranked 20 in the world. Um, she's she's a proven opponent. She's had a good year. And she's in decent form reaching the quarterfinals in Tokyo. I think this is a real tough match for Corey Goffey. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I think that handicap plus four and a half games looks absolutely huge. And I'm, you know, as you know, I'm not normally one to play on the handicap, but I'm, I think I'm going to get stuck in here. Yeah. Alexandrova, solid season. She's just outside the top 20, but yeah, as you say, probably the most dangerous unseeded player in the draw. 
The speed of the courts will definitely be in her favour. And it's funny to see Goff, you know, well, she's plus 500 for the tournament. I mean, as I say, that just looks really it's short. Gotta be, it's got to be like when we, when we, you know, we, we bookmakers, obviously, and especially we're, we're working for an American sports book. They know that she is now the, the sweetheart of the American public. And she is also obviously such a very popular player with her personality. And, you know, the, 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 the public money will better. They like her. They want her to do well. And I think they're just running scared. I think this is a serious question. They don't, you can't, her true odds to win this tournament are probably $9, $10. But yeah. they can't put that up because the liability will be the same as that you would if you put her up at $5. The public will better. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd go along with that. But for this match, she's way too short a price. Mm. Uh, I'm going to have two bets on this. I'm going to have a couple of points on Alexandrova on the handicap at minus 104, which I know is a little bit odds, odds on, and I don't normally do that, but it's too good. I think plus four and a half games is massive. And a point Alexandrova to win um, on the money line. That's plus 280, I think. I think this. I think this is priced all wrong. Just, and we know why it's priced like this because Goff's the U.S. Open champion. She's very popular, as you said. But different conditions. First match as a Grand Slam champion, and the motive. You know, what's the motivation for Goff in this tournament? She's already won a Slam this year. Obviously, she wants to keep done. that going. A season's You'd done. Think I think so. She, you could I, see that in 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 a, in a way. You could she, see that. And also, the other thing as well is when sports stars win something. I've seen it so many times in the other sports. The media attention on her. She's been on every single chat show in America. She's been on every front page and every back page of every newspaper. She's had interviews. She had fashion shoots. She's like, look at Raducanu when she won the, the US Open. She could. I mean, I'm not comparing Goff to Raducanu. She could have won a lot more. But the extra pressure and the, the need that everyone wants to be around you, the need that everyone wants to pick up the telephone to you is huge. And suddenly coming to a place like this, she's going to have a huge spotlight on her. And I, I, she's a very confident girl, and I'm sure she'll take it in a stride, but I think it's going to take some time to get used to it. And I think in her first matchup against a proven opponent who really who's beat her before and beat her well, I couldn't agree more with you. I'll be putting the phone down, uh, putting the phone down. How old am I? I'm back in 1988. <laughs> putting this fax down. I'll be faxing my bookmaker. Yes. And, I'll a, and I'll be getting a telex. <laughs> Telegram. On yeah. Pager, on my pager to make sure of it. But uh, no, I'm going to uh, end this call, on the Zoom call, and I'm going to be heading straight to Betroom's website to place a bet on Alexander over here because I think that 280 is a great price. Um, next match here, I mean, talking about players who question their motivation and question whether they are they're up for the challenge ahead, Petra Kvitova. Uh, I mean, her form since I saw her win in Miami has not been the same player. Uh, she had her win then. She 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 won a, a thousand event. She never thought she could do it. She did it, uh, and again she, since then she's her form's gone downhill. She's up against Wang, who is going to be very very motivating in front of our home crowd here. And uh, Petra Kvitova is a is a streaky player. Um, you know, she she played in a lot of long matches, a lot of tough matches, and towards the end of the season, she's usually pretty much dead on her feet. She's the number twelve seed, seed here, which makes her a favourite, and she's a minus one eighty favourite. Uh, Wang is plus one forty three here. They've never met before, but um, the, I I I think that if you get with the Chinese or Asian players on the Asian swing. And you bet them blind. I don't think you'll go too far wrong because they will be motivated compared to the, uh, their opponents. And uh, that certainly looks the case for me here. I'm interested to hear your thoughts here, Roy. Two and a half is the spread. Wang is minus uh, minus 104, plus two and a half. Uh, Kvitova is minus two and a half, minus 122. And the total is 21 and a half, which is over minus 121. I always like to play overs in Kvitova game uh, matches. So uh, I'd probably be leaning towards that, but also be leaning towards the Chinese player. Yeah, definitely for me. 
on the money line. I really fancy Wang. I mean, to me, Kvitova looks like a player. She's already thinking of the beach or the slopes or wherever she chooses to go on, on holiday. She played the 250 in Ningbo, also in China, last week. That was her first tournament since going out to Caroline Wozniacki at the US Open. She made really heavy weather of Annalena Friedson. Then she had a walkover against Yulia Putintseva. And then she went out to Diana Schneider, the young Russian lefty, um, which, you know, that's not, a, that's not a match she should be losing, really. Kvitova, if she's in any sort of form, she should be beating players like Schneider pretty comfortably. She now faces another left-hander in Ziyu Wang, who won her first tour title in Guangzhou uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then she had an early exit in Ningbo. I mean, that was the ultimate auto-fade after a big tournament win, you know, her first WTA tour title. And obviously Wang's on home soil again. Uh, I think I th- I'm all over Wang at, to win at plus one, four, three. I think, I think, as I say, I think Kvitova's almost checked out for the season and Wang at plus 143 is a bet. Yeah, Wang, uh, I agree again. Uh, plus 143. She's, uh, yeah, plus 143. She was plus 137. The money actually has come for Kvitova, which does surprise me. Uh, the other thing I'm going to question, before we come on to the next match here, Rory, um, the other thing, something I always do in these tournaments when we look at these events and we look at them and think to ourselves, we're looking for motivation of players. Um, there's places up to grabs in the WTA Tour Championships, which at the end of next month in October over in Cancun, we joked about that at the beginning. Um, but you've got eight players who are pretty much, I'd say six of them are pretty much guaranteed. Onjabur needs to have a good week to be able to get in that position. Von Drusifer needs to have a good wing to get in that position, uh, to get in that final eight. So I, I'm looking at those on the outright markets as well. I think Onjabur, I think you can definitely think to yourself that she's definitely going to be motivated for this week because of how disappointing, she, how close she's come to winning a major. So I think she'll want to end at high. I think the WCA would love to have her at the World Tour Championship. She's such a popular player. We know Sabalenka will be there. We know Srontek will be there. I know Goff will be there. Pekula will be there. Rubikina will be there. Zachary will be there. But Andre Burn needs a good week. Von Drusova needs a good week. And players just behind her. Krajikova needs a good week, as you said. Uh, Kazakina needs a decent week here. And so does Karenin Garcia. So I think that's an important factor if you're looking at motivation for players. The players who have already more or less booked their place in the tour championships may just rest up until that because there's big money there. And the players who are, who are just on the fringes on the cusp of it want to get extra points to be able to force their way into contention. So just another thing to look at one person who's definitely going to be in Cancun and she's the number one in the world. Now she starts the tournament for the first time as the world number one. So again, the pressure is on is Arena Sabalenka and she's got a very difficult match against Sophie Kenning, who's in great form. Uh, Sabalenka is minus four fifty five. The resurgence of Kenning has seen a plus three thirty five for this match. The spread again is quite high. Uh, four and a half, but Zabalinka is a heavy favourite, minus 143. Kenning is plus 112. And the total here is 22 and a half. Uh, they've met three times before. Uh, Zabalinka leads 2-1, but the last time they met was in Rome this year on clay, and Kenning won 7-6-6-2. So another difficult match here against Kenning, who has been doing some really impressive stuff. In uh, She got to the final of San Diego, which she got beat by Kojikova. Uh, Guadalajara, she reached the semifinals. Um, so she's doing all right. She is. I, I mean, I was a bit concerned in Guadalajara because I fancied Leila Fernandez for that and, and Kenny knocked her out. She had some strapping on her thigh and she was beaten in the semifinals, stunned in the semifinals by Carolyn Dolhide. That was probably one of the shocks of the season, her reaching a final uh, in Guadalajara. 
yeah, she's definitely found her form of late. Sabalenka hasn't played since losing the US Open final to Goff. Um, for me, it's, this isn't a match to to get involved with, maybe in play. I mean, these quicker conditions should be to Sabalenka's liking. I mean, obviously, Kenin beat her in Rome on clay, slow conditions. But Kenin, Kenin is playing well. And when she did beat, I watched a lot of that match against Fernandez. She did serve very well in that match. So Sabalenka might be a bit rusty, having not played for a month. Kenin in form, tricky. Um, handicap could make some appeal. Kenin plus four and a half games. I think it's a plus one, one, two. That could make some appeal, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna steer clear of this one. Uh, no bet for Rory there, but Sabalenka does start her new life as world number one. How long can she stay there with the the presence of Igor Shrontek? I, I think they're going to be chopping and changing in, in the 2024. Who's going to uh, go number one between those two? Uh, and it's up to Igor Shrontek. We talk about that the, the the number two seed now, who was the former one, the world number one, still I believe the best player in the world. Igor Shrontek, she's a very very heavy favourite against Sara Sorbes Tormo. She's minus twelve fifty against the Spaniard, who is eight dollars. They've met once before and. Uh, it was a 6-2-6 love win for Swantek at Wimbledon this year. So I would expect Rory to be heading towards one of his most favourite bets of the year to go for <laughs> uh, a Swantek to win six love. But you did say that the conditions you, you were a little bit too fast for you to uh, to to have much confidence in on the outright markets. I don't know if you can have much confidence on a, on the match, but let's get you some uh, props. It might be, they're going to be a lot more interesting than those money lines. A six and a half is the prop here, so Robis Tormo. Uh, receives six and a half, she's plus 105. Uh, Shrontek giving up six and a half is minus 134. And the total here is 17 and a half with under minus 103 and over minus 125. Yeah, I'm going to go for that six love bet again. <laughs> um, uh, I am because even though Sviontek isn't as good on fast surfaces, sorry, Biz Tormo is, is not good on fast surface. She's a pusher. I mean, she's an old school pusher, pretty much. Um, and she hasn't played, the Spaniard hasn't played since the US Open, which makes me think there might be a bit of a fitness issue. I mean, Sviontek, she's not playing that badly. We know she's not as effective on these quicker surfaces, but she is less affected than Soribes, who, as I say, she's a bit of a pusher. So, you know, she's she won't, the Spaniard won't get the chance to keep these rallies long. Sviontek will hit winners past her. Now, when Sviontek comes against, up against the bigger hitters and the bigger servers, she's going to struggle. Against Soribes, she's not going to struggle. She should have far too much here. So I'm going to dust off that first set score bet. Um, Sviontek to win the first set is... Oh, I haven't, actually haven't got this the first set. I've, I've, I've written it down, but um, total games then. I think we might have to go total games. Um, first set... Yeah, I'm going to have to have a little rethink here on the bet. Um, I think she's going to win really comfortably. Um, so I think we, we can okay. give the bet. We can give the bet. I think the line will be on the Bet Rivers website closer to time. You got to remember these matches are the early hours of Sunday morning, so yeah. we've got a lot of time to to have them. And if you do place a bet on the web, web, Bet Rivers website, remember you can live stream the match. So the, the suggestion from Maury here, we, we're going to we put it down as a link. We won't put it as official play. Or we we'll wait for the price and then put it as a yeah. Price. Okay, if there is no six love, because there's a chance there might not be a six yeah. love bet. If there's not, we'll go the game spread. And Sviontek minus eight and a half games is plus two seven five. Uh, that's going to be my play um, because, I mean, sorry, there's if she wins a couple of games, she'll have done well here. It's just these are just not her conditions. 
as I say, you know, her style of play is very much suited to slower courts and these are going to be a bit quick for her. Yeah, and remember the order of play isn't out yet, so we'll get the order of play as the day progresses. So head to the Bet Rivers website, but they will all these matches we're talking about will probably be in action on the early hours of Sunday morning. Some of them may stretch into Monday, but the early hours of Sunday morning. So don't miss out. Make sure they'll be very early. So head to the Bet Rivers website, check the order of play, and make sure you get down on these bets. But the lean would be six nil. In the uh, in the opening set for or, or two winner set six love for Igor Swanson, but we anticipate a very very easy win for the world number two. Seems very strange to say world number two when you mention Igor Swanson. It does. Uh, <laughs> former Wimbledon champion Elena Rabakina, who's not in the great best of form. Uh, she's up next against Ken Winjeng, another player who's playing very very well. She's plus one twenty. Uh, Ken Winjeng, I always think the Welsh, the Welsh player Ken Young Ken Winjeng. He's a real Ken Win Jones. Uh, Ken yeah. Jones. Uh, Elena Rabakina is a minus 150 favourite, as we said here. Uh, she's the number five seed, but she's not in the best of form. Uh, she got beat. It's the first time she's played since uh, she got beat in the third round of uh, the US opening in Kostia. Uh, but Zheng has won the Asian Games tournament, and she got through to the quarterfinals at the US Open, where she got beat by uh, Sabalenka. So she is in great form here. She's uh, in playing in, in front of uh, a very... Uh, sort of excited, I would say, a very sort of excited, exuberant uh, crowd here. So I think that she's going to raise her uh, game. On the spread, it's one and a half start for Zheng, uh, minus 105. Minus one and a half is minus 122. And the total is 22 and a half, 28 different other markets available on the Bet Rivers website on this match. And you will not find more tennis markets with any other sports book across the United States of America than with Bet Rivers. I really like Zheng here have to say I mean the head-to-head Rebecca won their only previous meeting in two close sets on her way to the Wimbledon title last year um Zheng yeah she that Asian Games title in it was in Hangzhou also in China I mean it was a very very weak tournament her only serious opposition was Lin Zhu in the final and, and Lin's actually she's won a tournament this year Lin Zhu um but um, but um Zheng won 6-2-6-4 Rebecca pulled out I mean we talked about her performance by uh, issues and and not being happy about that she did pull out of Tokyo over fitness concerns she is one player who's played a lot of tennis this year she's had a lot of number she's had a lot of minor sort of niggling injuries and which have forced her out of tournaments I think she's one she's another one who just wants this season to be over and get some rest ahead of next season um yeah, so as you say, Chin Wenjeng, she won in Palermo late July. She's won this Asian Games title. High on confidence, home support. Zheng to win plus 120 is, is the bet here. Another bet that I agree with Roy Girani on. So we've got some uh, whole host of different bets there and some outsiders, underdogs that look tremendous value with questionable motivation for the CD players, uh, changing conditions and a long layoff and expectations. So, so I really do like a lot of these dogs tomorrow. It's been a couple of weeks of dogs in Asia. And uh, I think that uh, we're going to find uh, some more uh, outsiders winning here. So Roy, just give us a little recap of your best bets for tomorrow's action in Beijing. Okay, starting off with uh, Ekaterina Alexandrova against Coco Goff. Alexandrova to win at plus 280 and two points on Alexandrova on the handicap plus four and a half games. That's minus 104. Uh, Zhiyu Wang plus 143 to beat Petra Kvitova. Uh, Iga Sviontek minus eight and a half games 
uh, and the handicap against Sara Soribes Tormo. That price is plus 275. Obviously got a lean for Sviontek winning the first set, six love. Uh, and, and then finally, uh, Wen Zheng at plus 120 to beat Yelena Rybakina. Some great bets there, in my opinion. I think the money will come for them. So make sure you head to the Bet Rivers website nice and early. Remember, these matches are played in the early hours of Sunday morning. So you have to get your bets on nice and early. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, there are four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. The first way you can do it is by downloading this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, which you can on your preferred podcast provider. You can also follow us on our YouTube channel, which is the Betting Weekly Studios. There's some brilliant content there on the, on the tennis myself and John Calvert on the ATP Tour events. Rory will be joining us again one final time. It's amazing to think that we're in a couple of days' time that we're into October and the season ends and it's Christmas. And then where has that year gone? It's, it's, it's staggering. But there's one more event to come after this week, and that is at the WTA Tour Championships in Cancun. Rory will be joining us again later on in the week to look ahead to more matches here in Beijing. And there's also some great football content, soccer content on there as well. The Premier League is, is hotting up. Uh, the Champions League match day two is in midweek, and all the action across Europe is covered on there. And also follow us on our social pages. Uh, at Because We Win is our handle. And you can follow us on our Twitter page and our Instagram page. We can get some extra content, uh, some fun laughs along the way, some extra videos, and also some content from all the guys and tips along the way to help you uh, profit and uh, bet more with us. Uh, Rory, uh, have a good week. What you're, you're over in um, in uh, in Madrid, uh, and we were a little late run this morning because the the washing machine needed uh, replacing. I'm sure. Hopefully, the weekend has got a little bit. You haven't got any more maintenance men coming around. Hopefully, you have got a little no. bit more stuff to do over the weekend. Got anything nice planned today? Will uh, still nice? Well, I've got uh, the day job, but also trying to catch a bit of the Ryder Cup. Hopefully see Europe continue their demolition of the United States. Well, it might be over. So you might, you'll have Sunday <laughs> free. So it might be over by Sunday, Saturday. It might be done. But uh, uh, anyway, and after that, this is, this is, we're, we, we are working for an American sports book with a, a high American Sorry. audience. So, yes. you know, we're totally impartial on this show, but uh, go team Europe. Take care. <laughs>